What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly. The One Shining podcast tour with Titus and Tate officially kicks off next week on Friday, November 2nd. Chicago's sold out, but there's still a handful of tickets left in Columbus, Ohio, Louisville, Kentucky, and Bloomington, Indiana. You can find links to buy tickets at theringer.com slash one-shining-podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and co-Danny, Danny Kelly. How are you doing, DK? DH, I'm doing excellent. Another good week of football. How are you doing? I feel great, man. I'm liberated. The Hugh Jackson's gone, RIP. RIP <laughs> yeah, to Todd Greg Haley. Williams is the head coach. Uh, what this a time is, to be alive. Is um, this worse? I feel like that's actually worse. If you watched him on Hard Knocks, you... <laughs> Basically, we're like, oh, wow, this guy. Uh, also super believable that he had a bounty scandal. But that's neither here nor there. I hear you have a contractor in your house right now. How's that going? Yeah, I am doing a bathroom bathroom remodel, which is it's breaking new ground for me. So I'm, I'm kind of dealing Did with Did you that. say that I'm breaking new ground? That's not yeah, funny. Yeah, literally and ha. figuratively. All right, well, if he has any fantasy opinions, let me know. What's his name? His name's Nathan. Nathan? So. If good Nathan guy, has any t- takes, actually, at the end of this episode. I'll, I'll ask him. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to get into some fantasy awards at the end of this episode, which I'm very excited about. I'll let you know who gets the Friend Zone Award. Uh, but before <laughs> that, we're going to dive into some initial advice. So who's your first Dark Knight for this week? Jack Doyle. I mean, he looks like the real deal in that in that Colts offense again. I mean, last year, he got 80 passes, 108 targets, 690 yards, and four touchdowns. We didn't really know kind of how it was going to all shake out with Eric Ebron in the mix now. Um, he came back this week. He played 57 snaps, 73%. That was far more than any of the other tight ends on the team. Um, and in fact, it was kind of weird because if you've been carried by Ebron over the last few weeks like I have, uh, this was definitely a disconcerting because Ebron only played 17 snaps, so he was saved by a touchdown. Um, Doyle was definitely the kind of the, the, the main focus of that group. Um, team high seven targets, six catches, seven yards, a touchdown. I mean, on the... On the Colts' uh, go-ahead fourth-quarter drive, he had like four catches and the touchdown. Yeah, and he was um, fantastic. You know, obviously the Colts are on a bye this week, but he was so good, and Ebron's been so good this season that it's probably worth grabbing him even before the bye because he seems like he could be a top-five guy going forward. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that he's just, n- number one, he's going to get a ton of volume, and I think he also could be a big factor in the red zone. So um, take advantage of the bye and go pick this guy up when people aren't kind of paying attention because I think he could have a big second half. No, I, yeah, I agree there. I played against him, and it sucked this week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing that just kind of sucked, Will Fuller tore his ACL uh, after Thursday night. Yeah. He had another great game, which is too bad. But uh, it seems like a guy who could replace him is fantastic. Is Kiki QT of the Texans. Craig, can we get the— It's Cootie. Ki- Cootie? Cootie. No, I don't know. Regardless, Cootie. can we get Cootie. the Kiki— Lovely. I, I wanted that? to, but it's been vetoed. Jim's Jim's not even here. Are we can veto? How can he veto anything? I'm sorry. He's not even he, ridiculous. I knew Jim um, was going to veto that even before you. You still asked, have to so. ask. It, <laughs> it's like tri- you know what? Let's move. This is ridiculous. Anyway, he he had his own uh, hamstring injuries missed uh, last week with a hamstring injury, but he's still like a really great candidate to get a lot of volume for the Texans going forward. Um, mm-hmm. Even this week, you know. The Broncos have a good slot cornerback, Chris Harris Jr. He might get traded before this game, so that doesn't even really matter, maybe. Uh, and I think he's fantastic, and the Texans' offense is going to have to rebound somehow. I think QT's like the cootie. Kiki? Kiki, Kiki, Kiki. I think I think Kiki's going to be in line for a lot of work. Who's is Harris on the trade block? He is. Yeah, it's like wow, a fire sale. That, that would be crazy. Um, 
Yeah. The other thing is like when Fuller is out, that's huge for Kuti because actually, if you look back at uh, Kuti's first game this season, he had he caught eleven of his of his fifteen targets that week, and a big part of that was because Fuller left in the second quarter, and so they both have been kind of diluting each other's target rate, and so this could be potentially big for Kuti going forward. I like that one a lot. My next guy, DJ Moore, the Panthers. Number one, they're going. The Panthers are going up against the Buccaneers this week, which is always a, a strong play fantasy wise for the opposing team. Um, he kind of came out. It was like his breaking out party a little bit this week, DJ Moore, and he had six targets, five catches, ninety yards. Had two carries for thirty nine yards, went over hundred yards total. Um, he, you know, had his highest snap count of the season. Big part of that was because Torrey Smith was out. So you kind of have to you have to monitor what's happening with Smith. If he has an injury right now, if he's going to come back. I mean, are the Panthers dumb enough to kind of put him back in front of DJ Moore because Moore looked really good? But um, I like I like Moore a lot. He's really explosive. He's kind of that you know he's like a bigger version of Golden Tate where you can pick up tons of yards after the catch. Really, really strong, balanced runner, um, and I, I like him a lot going forward. Wow, bigger Golden Tate. I haven't heard that before. That's you haven't because that's pretty cliche. I think. <laughs> well, you know what. Well, shut every up, guy that can DK. run after the catch is like a Golden Tate comp. Well, we can call him. Bigger Albert Wilson, if you want. Now you're just saying names. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, no, I like more though. He's He's been fantastic for them. Someone I like more. Uh, wow. Uh, uh. In the same Tomatoes. game, yeah. Ryan Fitzmagic is back. The long it's wait has ended. My guy. Down yeah. with Jameis Winston. Uh, he had four picks, including two of just the most disgusting ones I've ever seen. He is benched. <laughs> Fitzmagic is back. He... Almost won the game. They were down 18 points in the fourth. He came in like... They t- just, he tied it up. Yeah, he tied up the game, did the two-point <laughs> conversion. He looked like a Jedi. It was unbelievable. I don't have to explain this. Everyone knows Bucks is... He's he's amazing. He I, I doesn't even need an introduction. So, <laughs> yeah, get him. He's just... Your life will be better. This is what I always say. Your life will be better if Ryan Fitzpatrick's on your team. It's not often that... Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, in your league how it goes, but it's not often there's like a, a quarterback one on the waiver wires. Yeah, and that's exactly. potentially what he is. Um as Scott Barrett's kind of been tracking throughout the year, the Buccaneers are still outpacing the greatest show on turf in terms of passing yards. <laughs> they they are terrible and they pass they have to pass a ton or whatever. But that offense has so much volume. Uh, I like this a lot. And this is your guy preseason. So I've always I'm, I'm said. I've always said Ryan Fitzpatrick is Kurt Warner and Conor McGregor's body. That's <laughs> a long-standing opinion I've held. I've heard you say that. Yeah. Um, who's your Who's your last guy? Uh, this one is more of just uh, a little bit of a dart throw because we don't really know what's going to happen going forward. In fact, he could get traded before you know, before too long here. But Devontae Parker, the Dolphins, going up against the Jets. Um, we didn't really know what was going to happen with the Kenny Stills injury and with Albert Wilson going out for the season. Who was going to emerge? Last week we talked to you about Danny Amendola. He actually did have a pretty good game. He threw a touchdown randomly enough. Um, but the big enough, the big player in that offense to kind of like get. A big boost was Parker. He had nine targets, team high, t- team high nine targets, six catches, 134 yards. Um, the long catch was a fluke, but still, he went from being in the doghouse to being the leading receiver of this team. I don't know for sure if that's going to hold up. I think it is worth kind of just grabbing him right now just to make sure. Um, he ran 39 routes last week, tar- uh, 23.1 target rate, which is the highest on the team. Uh, Osweiler has actually been decently okay in his three starts he's had he's thrown the ball 112 times which is 37 times a game 860 yards five touchdowns three picks 90 rating so 
I mean, obviously it's not great, but it could be a whole lot worse. So there, there's some potential volume to be had there with Parker going forward. He was a former first-round pick. I mean, the team's got to feel like they want to get something out of him. How, how do you um, feel if he gets traded, though? Because I'm very skeptical about receivers getting traded because so much of the pro game is about timing. And the issue is that yeah. like, whether it's Amari, or Amari Cooper or Demarius Thomas if he gets dealt, maybe even Golden Tate if he gets dealt, which is just smaller DJ Moore, I guess. And if he, <laughs> yeah. the issue is that if they have a dud the first two weeks, you have to write it off as, look, they just got there. They're still learning names. Like, it's not right. going to be that easy. And then suddenly you're over, like around fantasy playoff, fantasy crunch time, and you're holding on to these guys. So do you still like Parker if he gets dealt or no? Well, I mean, obviously it just depends. Like, what, what, what if Parker gets dealt to the Patriots, for instance? Like, there's a rumor right now that they're looking for a number one guy. I'm not saying Parker's a number one guy. He, he, his profile is that of a number one outside type guy so i don't know if he went to the patriots maybe but if he goes to you know some team with a middling quarterback obviously i'm down on him again so just depends on kind of what happens this week that makes sense yeah before we move on though dk let's take a quick break unleash the most powerful pixel ever on the network chosen by google verizon Pixel 3 is more than just any camera. It takes group selfies, snaps in portrait mode, and helps you always pick the perfect moment with Top Shot, which automatically recommends the best picks where no one is blinking and everything looks just right. And the Pixel 3 also has the power of Google Lens, which means you can search what you see. And when you get the Pixel 3 on Verizon, it comes with America's best network, Now families can mix and match their unlimited plans on the best network. With Unlimited on Verizon, everybody in the family gets what they want without paying for the things that they don't. Visit your local Verizon store today and learn more at po.st slash the ringer. That is po.st slash the ringer. We're also brought to you by KiwiCo. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids that make learning about Steam fun. KiwiCo projects are designed to support creativity, tinkering, and learning in kids of all ages. They inspire kids to see themselves as makers and to develop creative confidence to change the world through engineering and creating their own innovative designs and outcomes. Their mission is to empower kids not just to make a project, but to make a difference. KiwiCo makes the perfect gift for the kids in your life. Each month, they'll receive a fun, engaging new project with which they'll help develop their creativity and confidence. KiwiCo has six lines of projects to choose from, like the Tadpole Crate for kids from zero to two years old, all the way up to the Tinker Crate for teenagers. KiwiCo is also offering today's listeners the chance to try them for free, just in time for the holiday season. So to redeem this offer and learn more about their projects for kids, visit kiwico.com NFL. That is kiwico.com NFL to try them out for free. K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash NFL. All right, TK. Now we're going to run through a little waiver wire lightning round of guys yeah. who think worth grabbing or maybe might be worth grabbing or maybe had big weeks and aren't worth grabbing. But first, we're going to do a little mini, mini lightning round within the lightning round, like lightning round inception, <laughs> uh, just to look at guys who might be able to benefit based on if there's a trade. Uh, the trade deadline is Tuesday at 4 Eastern. And we're just going to look real quickly at guys. There's a bunch of rumors floating around. So we're going to start. One guy being rumored as to be traded is Pierre Garçon on the 49ers. Um, what do you think about Kendrick Bourne? Uh, obviously, he had a big week uh, against the Cardinals this week. So what do you think of Kendrick Bourne and if Garçon gets dealt? 
Yeah, I mean, he's not like a guy that I know a ton about. He, he's a small schooler out of Eastern Washington, uh, second year. Eastern Washington, that's your territory, man. Yeah, I should know, I guess. Um, he's he's one of those guys whose name keeps coming up. Last week, obviously, like I said, he had 10, 10 targets, 7 catches, 71 yards. Um, he's he's benefiting from some injuries with the team right now. Garcon and, and Dante Pettis have been hobbled. Um, he actually leads the 49ers in target rate over the last four games. I'm talking about Bourne now. Um, he's ran, he's run 88 routes, which is second only to Marquis Goodwin has 18 targets in that time, which is actually a team high. So he's kind of just getting that volume that I think a lot of us expected from both Pettis and Goodwin. Um, you know, maybe he's just got, he's just got a good connection with CJ Beathard. I don't really know, but bottom line is if Pierre Garçon is gone and, or if he just continues to be banged up throughout the rest of the year. He could be an option just in PPR leagues for a guy, you know, if you're really desperate for that that flex on the back end. Um he's he's gotten some he's gotten some looks. Yeah, no, I think he's he's a legit sleeper, as full time Craig would say. Um the one I like this week, Demarius Thomas himself said it, I think it might be like 50-50 if he gets dealt. Uh if he does, I love yeah. Cortland Sutton on the Broncos. Hitchy led the team in receivings this week. Uh he had four cat or four targets for three catches, 73 yards. Um, just three fewer snaps than Demarius, so it seems like he's getting a bigger role, whether or not mm-hmm. the Thomas is clearly not a part of their future, whether that's next year or this week. So he's being primed, and then if Demarius is gone, I think he's um, just a, f- a fantastic option for the rest of the season if you need a receiver. He makes big plays. I like him. He looks the part, and um, you know, even just going forward, even if Thomas doesn't get traded, he's a guy to definitely keep in mind. Uh, one more guy for the trade deadline is if LaShawn McCoy does get dealt from the Bills, it's not really looking like that's going to happen, but you got to keep an eye on it. Chris Ivory would be a pretty good option in that case because, um, you know, just physical runner. He can make plays out of the backfield as a pass catcher. We saw that last week. So, yeah, I, I like him a lot just going forward. You know, if McCoy gets traded, if he doesn't, then I'm not picking a, a backup running back on the Bills team, frankly. But, um, um, <laughs> yeah, going forward, he's got to keep in mind. Exactly. I, I think it's unlikely McCoy gets dealt, but I think Ivory could be really good if he does. Um, ending trade speculation and going to even something a little more morbid, which is Handcuff injury speculation. speculation. Yes. Handcuff City. Let's have, we have to have a real responsible conversation. Uh, just basically, <laughs> as Todd Gurley is on a Ladanian Tomlinson-esque uh, pace. Riley McAtee of The Ringer is writing about this this week. Uh, and at some point, you're like, if you have Todd Gurley, you should add his backup. Malcolm Brown... He barely gets any carries, but he's clearly the backup to Gurley. He's the only running back really getting any snaps this season for them. And if Gurley gets hurt and you miss out on your championship, like you need Brown on your team. You just there's no reason I can imagine that you don't have him on your team. You, we were talking about this. Are underrated, man. Yeah, I was gonna say we were gonna we were talking about this off offline, and uh, you and you and full time Craig are both kind of handcuffed pro. You're pro handcuff. For Ladanian Tomlinson, yeah, like plug Malcolm Brown into this. If he does sixty percent of what Todd Gurley doing, then he's a top ten running back. I love handcuffs. I own Dallas Goddard because I got Zach Ertz, baby. There you go. Handcuffs <laughs> are underrated. You know what? Sometimes you got to play it safe. That's fair. Uh, my guy David Moore with the Seahawks. Another big game. This guy, all he does is catch touchdowns. Honestly, he's. Um, I think he has like thirteen career targets or, or something around around that, and he already has like four touchdowns. So. The guy has just produced at an incredibly efficient rate right now with the Seahawks. He is playing on the outside primarily for them. Last week, he had four catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he played 45 out of 54 snaps, so he played a lot. Um, that was only behind Doug Baldwin. And it looks like Russell Wilson's starting to really trust him. I mean, he threw it up to him a couple different times down the sideline. He's that X guy for them. 
Um, I mean, he plays he plays in in multiple positions, but he's definitely sort of that sideline deep sideline threat that I think they wanted Brandon Marshall to be. Marshall is is basically not you know he's not a factor at this point. Moore is sort of slid into that role. Going forward, is he going to be a big enough factor in the fantasy world? I don't know because the Seahawks don't throw a ton. Like right now, obviously they're they're running the ball an insane amount. Uh, Russell Wilson actually only had 17 pass attempts this week, which is kind of crazy to think about. I mean, he had three touchdowns, but they just are leaning so hard on the running game. I don't know if he's worth an add. I like him a lot. I do think he's a really good player. As an entirely um, unbiased opinion from just yeah, outside I mean, Seattle, I, Danny Kelly. <laughs> I mean, have you watched him though? Like he actually makes legit plays. Um, I was excited about him last preseason too, which is like incredibly dorky, but he looked really good in like training camp and things like that. Love the casual um, dropping of the, have you watched him? I'll be honest. You know what? I don't have a ton of thoughts on, on David Danny, Moore. Put on, put uh, you on know the what? tape, bro. I did just remember a <laughs> thing I was going to say about Malcolm Brown. Uh, quick tangent. I was moving yeah. the other day. I had to get a U-Haul. So I put everything in the U-Haul and I'm signing the papers and they ask me if I want insurance. I say, how much is the insurance? And they say, it's $11. And I say, yes, I would love insurance. I get the $11 insurance. I do it, you know, don't scratch anything. Come back. You might think it's a waste of money. And I come back and someone who I rented the identical van that I had just ahead of me has Mm -hmm. shattered, shattered the uh, back window of this U-Haul van. And instead of having a 150 max deductible, this man, this poor man was out $5,000. Oh, jeez. And what does what it have to do with Malcolm Brown? I'm so I'm so glad you asked. The bench <laughs> spot you're spending on Malcolm Brown is the eleven dollars. Wow! And the odds of losing Todd metaphor. Gurley for the fantasy playoffs is the shattered window in the U-Haul. <laughs> That's a good metaphor. Okay. Anyway, on to the uh, next let's one. Let's move on. Who's who's your next? Rashard Higgins on the Browns. This one's look. The Browns are a dumpster fire right now, and I'm rethinking this as soon as I'm saying it. We'll see if they have any competence <laughs> going forward. But here's the the thinking: They're still playing the Chiefs this week. They still have a really favorable pass schedule coming forward. Um, Callaway's not been getting it done. They're still going to have to pass. They're still going to need this offense going forward. But Rashard Higgins, who's had an MCL injury the last few weeks, is hopefully going to be back this week. Obviously, monitor his status. But if he plays, he's had actually maybe the best rapport with Baker of like any of their receivers somehow. Uh, Him and Jarvis aren't on the same page, it seems. And Higgins could actually end up being maybe the most productive fantasy receiver on the Browns for the rest of the season, which is kind of wild to think about. But I think there's a really decent chance of that. And he's just chilling on on almost everyone's waivers. So Yeah. I mean— Callaway had a touchdown last week. He still doesn't. I don't, he still just not has. But he hasn't he's grabbed yet to that pass the eye role. test. He's yet to pass the yeah, eye test. When he gets exactly. open, he messes it up, and it, it like it never looks clean. It never looks easy. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. And so I, I just think, I mean, Higgins is a little bit of a roll of the dice, or a, you know, whatever. But I mean, there's just the volume is still to be had in that offense. I'm just, you know, I'm hoping that that Mayfield can kind of start to get it together. Who knows what Freddie Kitchens is going to do for him? I, Fred, I don't know Freddie, a whole lot you know, about Freddie Kitchens. Freddie other Kitchens, than that's an awesome name. Is that a fake uh, person? I thought it was a fake tweet. I thought it was like one of those like fake Adam Schefter Twitter accounts when it was like Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> I had to look six times, like, oh my god, this is a real person. Uh, no disrespect to Freddie Kitchens. Um, <laughs> great name good old Freddie Kitchens but yeah look I more than understand it especially with all these firings if you're going to leave Higgins on the waivers for this week but if he has a big game I think it's legit yeah uh, next guy on the list Jordan Thomas of the Texans he had four targets four catches 29 yards and two touchdowns last week uh, he was filling in for Ryan Griffin who was out with an illness so going forward I'm still just kind of like waiting this one out I don't I don't know we have to see kind of what the Will Fuller injury kind of does for the, you know, the the target distribution in this offense. Um, I think Griffin 
will probably come back sooner than later. And then Thomas might just end up being kind of irrelevant. But going back to the Kiki Kuti thing, I think that, I think if anything, the Fuller injury is going to benefit Kuti more than anything. So you don't think the two touchdowns were so legit this week? Because obviously it's always hard to chase. Those kind of scores. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, like four four targets, 29 yards. Like th- that doesn't stand out to me as like, whoa, this guy's a huge piece. It was more probably just like game flow type type thing. And so we'll it was see random. It was forward. It was a random game. Even Joe Buck didn't want to be there. But it was, it was more about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Jordan Thomas. Um, last one, you know, I know there are some leagues in ESPN that have a head coach spot. You can actually have a head coach that gets points. Do they? Um, I want to recommend Greg Williams as a free agent picker. <laughs> Well, Freddie Kitchens is the sleeper. If you have, if you actually play coaches in your fantasy football league, um, let's move on. <laughs> but before we move on, let's take another quick break. Football season is underway, and I already have major regrets about my season-long fantasy teams. Since I started bragging, we are 0-2 in the Ringer League, which is wonderful. Uh, I'm sure most of you fantasy players feel this. Yeah, I hate you. Uh, I'm sure most of you fantasy players feel the same way. You spend all offseason researching, get excited for the draft, and then comes the pain because you have the third most points in a 12-team league, and you play someone who dropped 180. That's why I'm so excited to be playing on FanDuel all season. Over at FanDuel, you get the excitement of researching and building your team each week, regardless of the outcome. Plus, FanDuel has never been more fun or easy to play. We've been playing in the Gridiron Pick'em Contest each week. It's a free contest where all you need to do is pick winners, no spreads, and then $10,000 to split amongst the top pickers. It's not as good as the billion-dollar Powerball, but it's probably the best thing you got going. Trust me, if you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the place to play. Plus, new users get a $5 bonus when they make their first deposit. So come play with us at FanDuel.com slash The Ringer. That is FanDuel.com slash The Ringer. All right, DK. And yeah. full-time Craig, since I'm, I need you to hop in here. Uh, it is week eight. <laughs> it is the midseason, Mark. And it's time for some awards, man. It's awards season. Yeah. And we're going to give away some, some awards to the people who've earned it this year. Uh, I'm very how are you going to kick this. this off? So, yeah, let's kick it off. Well, let's kick well, the only person who deserves to kick this off. Uh, <laughs> Todd Gurley, the prince that was promised, DK. Did you have, by the way, this was a little aside. Did you just have such a main, well, first of all, do you have Gurley on many of your teams? No, I didn't or have the any. first pick in any of them. I had, such, then, I had such a strong, how do you say it, schadenfreude? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> when uh, when Gurley decided to just, just you know, take a seat instead of score the touchdown. I was like, oh my God. Anyone who's complaining about Todd Gurley fantasy points right now, I just it's just rich. So anyways, that was such a that was a really fun moment. Yeah, it's kinda it's kinda like um the descendants of like a billionaire who are complaining about like estate taxes. <laughs> right. Like, I'm well, only I mean, inheriting twelve he, billion dollars and he had thirty something points yesterday too. So yeah. It's yeah, it's Although it did swing the over as well, uh, as cousin Sal explained. <laughs> oh, I don't. I um, didn't. I didn't like. I wasn't like reeling in the, everyone losing their money. I was just more happy with people who sounded were like you wanted people that. losing their money, just with extra <laughs> steps involved, as Rick would say. This one, I love this award. I'm giving the Bitcoin award to James Conner, DK. Oh my god! Yes. Bitcoin. The early investors have reaped absurd profits. Now, think about pe- how cheap he was in a lot of those uh, in, in auction leagues. Free, like literally that, free. Yeah. I mean, even a week before the season, we got him in last round of our draft. And look, perhaps the people who were on this first, who saw this coming, they were probably a little nutty, right? You kind of had to be a little out there to see the whole wave coming. But they were just ahead of their time. 
and they reached <laughs> this value that was once thought incomprehensible. Bitcoin got to just under $20,000. James Conner is like the number three running back on an average weekly basis. Yeah, he's amazing. Bitcoin he's got really, really good. Above 16,000. Conner has gotten above 16 fantasy points in all but two weeks this season. And like Bitcoin, I hope you were able to sell high because Bitcoin's worth about a third of its of what it was when it peaked. And when Le'Veon Bell comes back this week, James Conner might get about a third of the touches for the Steelers. So do you think he is going to come back? Yeah. Well, this is a whole other another hour podcast. <laughs> we were going we to give him an award and we realized we were just going to talk about him for like three hours over the next two weeks. Uh, yeah, I think he's coming back, but this might be outdated as you're listening to this. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, the next roar. We, well, we, we learned our lesson because he came back the last time we recorded a conversation about him and had to change everything and that's going to happen again so spent like an hour talking about him yeah uh the next award always a bridesmaid never the bride julio jones he is now second in the nfl in receiving yards this is pre-monday night football 812 yards in seven games no less which is one less than many of these players still no touchdowns ian harditz was throwing these stats out he's one of six receivers in the nfl this this year with 80 plus targets one of seven with 15 plus targets of 20 yards or more and yet they cannot figure out how to get him the ball in the end zone. I saw this actually from my old site, Field Goals, on Twitter. The next highest receiver in terms of receiving yards without a touchdown is Adam Humphreys with 260, <laughs> 296 yards. He's in 78th place in yardage. It's like, what in the hell? That's <laughs> So here's the thing. I love Julio Jones. I think he's really, really good. This is not, this is not a novel Adam analysis. Humphrey. Sorry, keep, sorry, keep going. I can't remember who was talking about it, whether it was Sanu or Calvin Ridley, but they were just talking about how Julio completely changes the complexion of their offense. I mean, he draws double and triple teams almost every single play. That being said, can they just figure out ways to get him involved in the red zone? I wanted the awards name to be uh, most likely to break out in hives in the red zone, Julio Jones. (laughs) Well, no, because Julio Jones doesn't break out ever. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, God, your puns. Uh, your puns are <laughs> on just on my today. game today, man. Um, speaking of, this one's kind of dark, but you know what? That's where we're going. Um, fantasy's dark, man. Not all fantasies are great. The Old Yeller Award to Larry Fitzgerald. Um, you know, he had a good game this week, but maybe uh-huh. that means, you know what? Go out on a high note, and it's it's just time. Ha- he's had a wonderful career. We're blessed to have had the life uh, and the career that Larry's had, and I think it's time we put his fantasy career out of misery. Just end it. Uh, we just we just got to end it. It's it's. I certainly made the mistake of of drafting him in a couple of my leagues because you know what? I think there's something nice about having a seasoned, experienced guy you don't have to worry about. And then suddenly, you know what? I let my guard down. And he had 100 yards this week, and I think it, that's where we should draw the line. So, goodbye, Larry. <laughs> he was good. He was good this week. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm holding on. Sorry, I'm what? holding on to hope. <sighs> Hope's a... Hope's a bad thing, Red. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, one more. This is the Ryan O'Hanlon Memorial Award to uh, Ryan, who used who just ended his time at the Ringer last week, and he Force has Rob mm. Gronkowski in the Ringer Fantasy League. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, of course, uh, this is before Monday Night Football, but entering this week had less fantasy points this season than Austin Hooper. Middle school rival of full-time Craig. <laughs> Less points than Austin Hooper, not even because of the injuries, because the Patriots just stopped throwing to him this season and use him differently, and maybe he's not the same player. So I asked Ryan what it was like on Slack, and this is what he slacked me back about what it's like to own Gronk this year. He said, quote, it's like buying a ticket for one of those Miami Heat games where they randomly bench LeBron. And then when you realize that you don't want to go anymore, you realize you can't even give the tickets away because you don't have any friends and all your family members are dead. <laughs> 
<laughs> so dark. Moving uh, on. <laughs> I love it. Next, DK. Okay, the Never Draft a Quarterback High Award. Uh, for all those of you who were worried about Patrick Mahomes potentially throwing picks and stuff like that, I'm not going to say I was that guy, but I maybe was a little bit. Uh, right now, the top five quarterbacks by ADP, or going into the year, the five top five quarterbacks by ADP were Rodgers, Cam, Russell Wilson, Brady, and Deshaun Watson. Now, the top five quarterbacks are Mahomes, Luck, Newton, Matt Ryan, and Jared Goff. What do you think of that? I want to give a special shout out to Matt Ryan because I think a lot of people were really in on Mahomes this year and it made sense. Matt Ryan was the one year removed from being the MVP of the league and was just openly shit on by <laughs> everyone. And like, I, I, very few people were banging the drums like Matt Ryan is going to be the number two fantasy quarterback. It was really cool to be on Mahomes thing. Very not cool to be in with Matt Ryan. Um, yeah, don't draft quarterbacks high. It's dumb. It's kind of crazy that luck is number two right now because I mean, even going back to the beginning of the year when everyone was, well, I was one of them, like worried about the fact that he couldn't throw the ball down the field. And now he's just slanging it. And now he's literally going to throw more passes in a season than literally anyone has ever thrown passes in a season. <laughs> yeah. Funny That's story. a big part of it too. Um, yeah. Well, I get points. Uh, on that note, just one more thing of like, don't draft quarterbacks high. The seven of the top 10 running backs by average draft position are s- still in the top 10 in points scored um, this season. Yeah. So don't so draft quarterbacks words, high. Your opportunity cost of drafting a quarterback that high is a lot. Wow. Opportunity. Were you an econ major? I was not. Oh, wow. Dropping opportunity cost in here. Um, This is... Oh, yeah. This is (laughs) the best one. This This is the addendum uh, to the the, uh, don't draft quarterback. (laughs) This is the don't watch him play in real life award, and that's going to... Also known as the Blake Bortles Award. We're giving it to big Mitch Trubisky. Uh, fifth best fantasy player per game this year, possibly. And this is this is this is Danny editorializing on our doc here. Possibly the fifth worst real life quarterback. You, I, we can have this debate very quickly. <laughs> Quarterbacks Wait, that are that? worse worse than Mitchell Trubisky: C.J. Beathard, Eli Manning, um, Bill Starter X, whoever you want to name him, and yeah. um, I put Derek Carr above him. And then suddenly, like it gets, he's number five. Well, I would have, I would need a little time to to think about this, but you might be you might. Oh, be and right. Bortles, that's four. It's Bethard, Eli, Bills, Bortles, and then Trubisky's five. Bortles. What about Flacco? Well, I guess Flacco's I've, Fla- a I, even season. Keenum, man. I, regardless, it's not crazy. What about Osweiler? Uh, fine. He's not really a starter per se. Reg- I, I guess, yeah, right, yeah, fine. As long as he exists, fair. All right, but we have one more fantastic award. But we have we have a couple suggestions from the chopping block from full-time Craig that I really want to get in here. <laughs> All right. The fantasy one-night stand award. Ty- <laughs> Tyrell Williams. Everyone's <laughs> had a fantasy one-night stand with Tyrell Williams where he hops into your lineup, 50-yard <laughs> TD, you drop him, and you never look at him again. Wow. I've had that with Mike Williams also. Oh, everyone on the Chargers, I guess. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, Mike, Tyrell, you know, the, the first names, you know. Um, it's easy to forget. Another <laughs> one is the Matt Asiata Award for biggest vulture this year goes to LeGarrette <laughs> Blount. Matt Asiata. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember Matt Asiata, but the dude How has could scored. I forget? He's only started 16 games in his life, and he's ran for 18 touchdowns. And he just consistently <laughs> ruined people's fantasy days by helping no one when he scored. I love that. And that's what LeGarrette's been doing to carry on Johnson this year. Yeah, he's their short yardage guy. He also ruined the idea of handcuffing because people said Jarek McKinnon was the handcuff for Peterson, and then Matt Asiata scored all the touchdowns. Just four rushes for four yards and three touchdowns. I think he did that one game. I'd have to go back and check. Uh, 
incredible. Yeah, you got one more in here? I got one more in here, and it's the Catfish Award, and it goes to Derrick Henry. Uh, for years now, Derrick Henry has looked great on tape and on draft day, and then you show up week one, and you're like, what the hell? What did I do? What did I? What was I seeing? <laughs> Does this person exist? He's just the whole—even the Titans offense in general is just a big catfish. Everyone on that team has a yep. killer Tinder profile, and then the season starts, <laughs> oh my and then God. you're just like, what are we doing? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> a killer Tinder profile. Wow. Can we get a good example of what the, a killer Tinder profile let's, is let's for not. next week? <laughs> let's not. That's fair. That's just fair. a good fantasy <laughs> Tinder profile. Right, right. Oh, my God. You got one more here? Of course you— oh. Uh, yeah, the, the player most likely to break up a podcast because his raw talent is too much to handle for some people goes to Rashad Penny this year. <laughs> I am not little, always right, despite what you guys may think. I'm not always right. I'm wrong often. I've never been more right about anything this season than Rashad Penny just being trash. Patience. I had just not deserving the starting role in Seattle. So I had this premonition last week during the Seahawks bye that for some reason, the Seahawks were going to elevate Penny to like the one B with with uh, with Chris Carson, and so I picked him up in the Ringer League, and I talked to Jackson about this. It was just like I got a feeling, man. I got a feeling he played one special teams <laughs> snap. I don't get it in the game. Well, to be fair, by Pete Carroll standards, if you play special teams, that it actually means you might be starting the next week. So, all right, I got I got I got one more, and I'm very proud of this. And then we'll get the hell out of here. The Friend Zone Award. Amari Cooper. <laughs> Explain. You think you can make it work, even though everyone around you knows it is never going to happen. You've had your eyes on him in your draft, <laughs> even though there were plenty of other strong options that you ignored, and you're still obsessed with that one night that was more than a year ago for 210 yards and two touchdowns against the, against the Chiefs. <laughs> and you think about that despite all the signs that it's not happening again, which under 70 yards in 10 of the 13 games since that night. You make up excuses for why it's not working. Maybe it's the long distance. You know, the Seahawks game was all the way in London. Or that the timing just isn't right because the pass rush is getting around, you know, Oakland's rookie left and right tackle and is throwing Carr off his rhythm. And you make excuses about bad behavior on trips to Miami and a trip to Los Angeles where, hey, three catches, 27 yards combined against the Dolphins and the Chargers. And now that person is moving halfway across the country and you're trying to convince yourself a change <laughs> of scenery will fix it. No, the problem isn't about Maury Cooper. The problem is there's no chemistry. It's not happening. Move on. <laughs> Save yourself. I think I'm still in the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. I've got, I've got like, I, I got high hopes for this Dallas thing, even though I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh man, bud. I think full-time Craig is an Amari... When, I don't know what you want to call it, apologist? I am. I'll be starting in week 10. After friend five. zone. Uh, <laughs> when you guys escape, let me know. I'll shoot me a text. I'll, I'll buy you a beer. I'm just and in we so much denial right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you have any ideas for fantasy superlatives, like we're giving James Conner the Bitcoin award, uh, send them to me. Tweet it at me or Danny Kelly, Danny B. Kelly on Twitter, or I'm Danny underscore Heifetz. I'm sure you can spell that, but it's probably in the podcast <laughs> description that you're reading right now. Uh, tweet that at us, and I'll try to include it on my list that I'm writing for TheRinger.com. Yeah. Thanks, DK. Yeah, I'll see you on Friday, man. Just just <laughs> really just take your, take a look in the mirror, man. Ask yourself if Mike <laughs> Cooper is, is really going to work out. Uh, I hear yeah, I will. <laughs> see you, bud.
Thanks again to FanDuel. We are so excited to be playing on FanDuel this football season because over at FanDuel, you get the excitement of researching and building your team each week regardless of the outcome so you can get burned by Amari Cooper over and over. Plus, they have tons of ways to play like the Gridiron Pick'em Contest where you just pick winners, no spreads, and then $10,000 split amongst the top pickers. Trust us, if you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the place to play. And new users get a $5 bonus when they make their first deposit. So come play with us at fanduel.com slash the ringer. That is fanduel.com slash the ringer. 